0: Welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. I'm very tired. I have just seen Uncharted. I have not watched the finale of Peacemaker yet. That will be tomorrow morning as usual. Well. But I have watched Uncharted. Um, the first entry in Sony's uh, video game movie um, Fiasco, I think is the best way to call it. Um, it is... Oh boy, this movie was something else. I mean, I've seen documentaries with less exposition dumps all through the entire thing. Um, It's not good. It's not well executed. It's not interesting. None of the characters are worth watching. Um, and, And here's the thing. I feel like there's a lot of... I've never played Uncharted. I have never played any of the games. The extent of my familiarity with Nathan Drake is that he is a playable character... In PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Um, beyond that, I don't know anything about the character, um, or anything like that. I know he comes from the Uncharted games. Um, I don't know how well Tom uh, Holland fits the role. I know he's, you know, he's charming here, I guess. It's not, you know, anything else. Here's the thing, we're gonna end up reaching a point where, um... Tom Holland has this coming out, and he had Cherry, and Cherry was not well-received. He had the Devil all the time, which is also not particularly well-received. I think he has kind of positioned himself where he's kind of just stuck playing Spider-Man from here on out. Um, Because it's like, look, he's charming. He definitely has a Michael J. Fox thing going for him in this movie, but it's like the movie's not great around him, and it's like it kind of just drags him down to an extent, it's not interesting to watch. Like I don't give a shit about any of the characters, and the the movie is more interested in expositing the relationship between all of these various people, not like you know in the distant past and how they relate to now, than it is in people here now and all of that. Um, it does the in media res opening, which I hate. My feelings mimic Morty's in Rick and Morty, where it's like, well, why bother doing that in the beginning? Because it just, I have no, what's it called? I Now it's like, just start the story where the story starts. Um, and also, Sam Drake's escape is dependent on the least competent police on the planet. Who are like, okay, so this kid can break into things. But sure, let's like just let him go upstairs by himself and just kind of hang out um, to collect his things. Like, what the fuck? And it's like, he's going to jail. So it's like, yeah, go upstairs and collect your things. You're going to jail. Okay, sure. Why not? Like, like ultimately, everyone in the movie is motivated by money. The only character who isn't really motivated by money is um, the guy who is the descendant of the family who financed Magellan's expeditions, and that's because he wants to... No, but it's still motivated by money. It's not like he's like, and we're going to reclaim the family name or anything like that. It's like, no, he just wants money, because the the issue with the family name is that the father is the one who's, like, giving up the family name and being like, look, we you know, he's owning the family name, he's Like we did a lot of fucked up shit in the past, so we give up all our money, and he's yeah. like, we're gonna reclaim the family name, now. it's not that at all, um, there's a lot of really weird cuts in this movie, and a lot of really weird editing choices, um, one of my pet peeves is, uh, when they cut in the middle of dialogue to another shot, and it's very obvious that the shot they cut to, the person who's is talking is not talking in that shot, especially from back shots that annoys the crap out of me because it's just lazy like I'm not gonna sit there and try to sync up the mouth as the movie's going on but come the fuck on um and the problem with a video game movie compared to playing with a video game is number one the video game you get substantially more time to unfold the story um, not just through interactivity, but you can have an 8, 10-hour story, even going so far as, like, you know, in, in the, you know, up to 20 hours, you know, there have been games like up to 40 hours of just pure story. And it's like, look, I don't need to get into, like, you know, how that's different from a two-hour movie that, you know, is not even two hours. Um, it's like, I don't... I don't think it's necessarily a thing that, like, you know, needs to be explicitly stated, but there is a fundamental issue, a difference between me telling a story that only lasts two hours and me telling a story that lasts 20, 30 hours, and regardless of gameplay involved and all of that. Um, Also, because of the interactivity um, and, and how spaced out the story is, you can forgive plot contrivances and plot inconveniences, like, that's all things that can be largely ignored while you're playing a game, because you are not engrossed in the story to the degree where it's like, hang on a second, like, where the fuck is this going on, like, where did, where did this happen, like, okay, you're gonna tell me that this happened, but, like, show me that this happened, um, like, you know, characters changing allegiances and characters stealing things and, and things like that, where it's like, in a, in a lengthier story where I'm not sitting here watching it for two hours straight, you get away with things like that. Like, you mean to fucking tell me that he, you know, it took them hours upon hours to try doing the fucking invisible ink trick? Like, come the fuck on. Like, that's so... It is It is annoying how much screen time they devote to nonsense like that. Where it's just things like, come on. You're supposed to be, like, the world's greatest treasure hunter, and you don't figure out that you can do all this. And there are things that, like, you know, watching it, you know, if you're playing a video game, you're willing to put aside... Because there is a certain, like, disconnect between reality and the game because the game doesn't look real. Like, they, like you know, as, as real as graphics get, there still is a, I am playing a video game, this is not real life. But watching a movie in live action, you're going to still have that problem. Um, where it's like, I'm looking at this and I'm seeing, um, what's it called, I'm seeing Tom Holland do things that, you know... I mean, he probably could do in real life, but it's like, come the fuck on, like, it's just, there There are things there where it's like, the laws of physics dictate that he would have broken his leg and his leg would have been ripped off, like, about ten minutes ago, and it's like, you know, there are things where it's like, oh, the wind opts to suck people out of the room rather than, you know, do it, uh, you know, it's at, at need rather than just constant, which is what it would be. It's like, there, there are things like that, that, you know, playing a video game where that would be a quick-time event... That you can kind of understand, like, oh, okay, like, that works there, but in the context of a full movie... You you know, it's, it's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, there are a lot of things in this movie that I'm just like, this is not interesting to me. Like, watching them go through the... Like, and, and that was part of it, too, where it's like... You mean to tell me they couldn't figure out that, you know, there are these matching holes... One in, in this Papa John's in a wall that's glassed in, and one in this underground bar, and, and people couldn't figure out, like, oh, wait, maybe these things are related. It, it, it like, you know, and, and then on top of it, it's like, oh, they're not going to make that into, like, a historical site, and, and then the whole thing where it's like, oh, we have this, you know, tunnel that suddenly becomes industrialized, as so it's going into a bar, and it's like, how the fuck does that happen? Like, you know, it's so silly to me Where it's like, you know, that kind of thing just, you know, happens There are so many things that happen in this script That it kind of feels like they didn't know how to handle the movie And they were just like, eh, close enough, fucking, you know People will see it anyway because it's got, you know Because it's based on Uncharted, people love Uncharted But Uncharted is also not something people are particularly, you know, enthusiastic about in this day and age Like, Uncharted was popular back then but Uncharted's not popular now. And I, I feel like that's the kind of thing they were like, oh, okay, people will see it because it's got the logo on it. People will recognize the name and they'll go see it. And, and as a result, they were kind of like, oh, well, it's not great. And then we look at, like, all the other things that have kind of happened, like, other video game movies that have happened and have been successful. Like Sonic the Hedgehog, which there was a trailer for before this. And I cannot wrap my head around the fact that, you know, we're getting a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It is Sonic 2, and, and, and there is a. What's it called? There's a. Like, the, uh, the assistant Stone is working in a, um, in a, in a coffee shop, and there's a, a Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine Easter egg on the board behind him. And, and yet, you know, you have Knuckles there, and he's playing, you know, and, and, and he's being played by Idris Elba, and, and you have Tails voiced by Colleen Shaughnessy, who voices him in everything else. And it's like you see these things and you're like, oh, like, you know, this, you know, could have worked. But, again, I feel this thing where it's like, why are we doing things as movies? Or or not being willing to look at things as, you know, we can do this over multiple movies. It doesn't have to be now. A lot of the problems that I have with this movie in terms of pacing and in terms of uh, the story being told the way it is come down to the fact that... It feels that they, they, uh, you know, there should have been another movie in between part A and part B. Like, you know, over the course of this movie, we find out that, you know, he has a brother in the beginning. The brother's been on the run. The brother is missing. The brother is dead. Sully knew the brother was dead and didn't tell him. And then all of that. The The impact of Sully not telling Nathan that his brother is dead doesn't have the emotional resonance because at the point that this happens it's like the midway point of the movie we've only known these characters for like an hour like if they had more time to develop these characters and didn't just you know go like oh okay he's using him like yeah we know this like that's been the paradigm of the relationship since it started out is that we know that he's being used openly by what's his name by by uh, by Sully like, it's not a, you know, a, a thing where it's like, oh, well, what could be causing this? It's like, no, we know. It's fairly explicit what's happening in this movie. There is no confusion to be had. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a, a mistake the movie has, is that there is no feeling of, you know, there there is no time to develop the characters when when they're trying to do what are ultimately character moments they fall flat because there's no one there to like you know guide. like there is no guidance besides just you know this is the protagonist that you're supposed to feel this way because it's the protagonist well that's not enough it's really not enough you have to sit here and you need to lay out for me that this character has needs and wants beyond they all want money that that's not enough to cut a conflict of the movie out of it's like, oh, all these people want money and they're all willing to double-cross each other. It's like, well, you know what the problem is? It's like everyone could... It's so stupid where it's like, you know, you got $4 billion in play. It's not like it was $4 million. It's $4 billion with a B. Like, they, there is a, you know, there, there is a world in which that's a shareable amount of money among four people. Like, or three people, really. Because, you know, the other girl whose name I'm forgetting doesn't have a, what's it called, doesn't have a, uh, a, a cut in this with Sully and, and I won't say Mike, but Nathan, like, and that's a big part of it, where it's like, if they get all work together, a three-way split of fi- of five billion dollars is a pretty good cut, like, it, it's not, it's, it's so stupid that it's like, well, instead of all of you... It, it, it's basic game theory, which is the kind of thing that has been popping up more and more in movies and in video games and in TV. This idea of, you know, using political game theory as, like, a thing. Where it's like, look, why are we sitting here and, and like, we keep bringing this bullshit up? And they didn't bring it up in this movie. But it's one of those things that becomes so prevalent now. And it's like the fucking black hole and the paper with the pen going through it in terms of explaining it. Like, in an iterated game, it just makes sense to work together... To, to get the thing It's the prisoner's dilemma It's it, it, it is so stupid That we're all sitting here And it's like Oh well they're all just gonna keep Double crossing the entire movie It gets boring Because then there's no Instance where I'm like Oh okay You know They're all working together So that moment lacks importance Because it's like They're just gonna you know, double cross each other again And then by the time you try and do a twist Where it's like Oh they double crossed them again It's like Well, yeah, no shit. It's like everyone's gonna double cross each other the entire way through the movie. There is no instance in this movie where everyone kind of works together and feels like you know it's a cohesive team. Besides Sully and uh, and Nathan Drake, and it it just doesn't click right when no one is willing to put aside their differences for ten fucking seconds and just work together. It's so annoying. Like, that bothers me more than almost anything else in this movie Is this belief that it's like, oh, okay, so everyone's just gonna work Like, everyone's just gonna keep double-crossing each other And and that's supposed to be interesting to me as a viewer It's like, no, why is that interesting to me? It's not, it's all about, you know, develop the characters And, and, and like, they give backstory to to Sophie, was her name? I I don't remember the character's name But the, the, the British girl who hangs around with them for a little bit um, like, they, they don't give her backstory. They give her her entire backstory in, like, two sentences. It's like fucking Katana in The Suicide Squad. Like, I, I I don't understand. I genuinely do not understand how it's like you can think that this movie will work. Like, at what point in the process are you like, we could really re-look really, really at the script a little bit and maybe work on it a little bit. See if we can come up with a plan that's going to, to work a little bit better. No, they just kind of put it out the way it is And were like, fuck it, good enough, you know The movie will be seen if it gets seen If it doesn't get seen, it doesn't get seen Who cares, they, they, they made the movie And I think that, like, again, I find myself looking at the PlayStation logo The same way I looked at the logo for DC Comics that first time And it's like, you know, oh, this is really cool I, I, love the, you know, the idea of, like, oh, here are all these characters you recognize, here's Horizon Zero Dawn, getting a little plug the week before the movie comes, or the day before the movie comes out, here's God of War, here's, um, here's, uh, you know, like, uh, I think, I think Sackboy was in there from, from, uh, little Big Planet like, here is PlayStation, like, Ratchet and Clank are there, and I'm like, cool, I like this, But the thing is, much like the DC one, it's like, well, here's all these cool ideas that we could do cinematically, but we're not gonna. So, like, you know, get the fuck ready for that. Um, yeah, I just, it'll be interesting to see if DC plays that before, plays that logo before the Batman. Um, and and I do like, too, that before this movie, they showed the DC trailer, um, the, 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 the one they put out last week that shows all the movies coming out. That's a really good idea, I think. Especially for movies that aren't coming out for a while. Now you have Aquaman being talked about after people going to see theaters. Like, oh shit, I didn't know there was an Aquaman movie coming out. Yeah, it's coming out at the end of this, you know, at the end of this year. But you already have people talking about it now. Same thing with The Flash. Same thing with, um, you know, Black Adam. Where you don't have a full trailer, but you have this little snippet which is enough to generate interest moving forward. Uh, it's kind of like, and, and then on top of it, like, you know, they, they ran two trailers for, um, Lightyear, but didn't run any for Multiverse of Madness, which feels like a misstep on Disney's part, unless there's just a fuck-up, which is entirely possible that that's why that, that happened the way it did, because I've never seen them run two trailers for the same movie before the movie starts, it feels a little bit like an, an odd decision to do that, um, let's see, what else is there to address with this movie, Um, The in-media res, I think I I very briefly touched on it, where it's like, you know, what you do when you do that as a filmmaker is you immediately remove all stakes for any character who we see in the, you know, beginning part. So we see Nathan Drake in that beginning part because it's the scene from the commercial of him on the, you know, the supply drops um, hanging off the back of the plane. So it starts there, and, okay, cool. And then we got to move up until that point. But we, like, okay, so now everything up until that point, we know he lives through, because he, like, he's there for that part. If he wasn't there when we get to that part, like, you get what I'm saying, where it's like, if you're going to start at that point, you're going to tell me that he's alive later on in the movie, then sitting here and being like, oh my god, he's going to drown, it's like... Well, number one, I'm not five years old, and I know he's not going to drown. Number two, I know he's alive later on. So that's going to happen. And the thing is, it's like, hopefully people call fucking Tom Holland and Mary Sue in this. Because he, you know, he, he can fight everyone, no problem. And and again, I talked about the, the editing. I think there's definitely a question to be had about how there's definitely the most PG-13 neck slit in history. Where it's like, there's no blood from a guy getting his neck, uh, his throat cut. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's not a major thing, but it is a, a thing where it's like, come the fuck on. I know you're trying to keep a PG-13, but maybe kill him a different way. Like, I get that her weapon is a, a blade, but, like, come the fuck on. Like, you know, just use a gun in that scene. And I think that that, that scene would work either way. If Like, it, it works just as well if she just pulls the gun from the other side of the room and just shoots him or goes up behind him and shoots him rather than doing the, you know, the other thing. I don't think they need to, like, do what they do in this movie, which is like, you know, have him cut his throat, or have her cut his throat, and then just leave him there, and then it's like, but, you know, there would be blood if that happened, because there's blood coming out of that artery, that's how you die immediately, It's the blood that would be going to your brain that is now cut off, like, that's how that death happens that quickly don't see uncharted. It's not worth the time or the energy or the effort to see. It's not entertaining. It's not fun. It's not worth watching. Um, but we'll wrap up there for today. So until next episode, have a great rest of your week.